1: through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello. You've reached the October 19th edition of The Gist of Freedom, and I am Shelley Gaines, your host. And tonight we have Gabrielle Denise Pena, a playwright and author who will be discussing with us her new play and all her other works that she has in progress. Gabrielle, are you on?
0: Yes, I am on.
1: Hi, welcome. Thank you. Great, it's wonderful. Um, now, would you like to start off talking with the play that you have at the Crosswords Theater in um, New Brunswick, New Jersey? Would you like to start there? or No, is there certainly
0: any- we can start there.
1: We can start there. Okay. So I know currently there is a play, the works of, is it, is it Letters from Zora?
0: It's called Letters from Zora in mm-hmm. Her Own Words.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's Vanessa Bell Calloway is starring in it yes, as Zora I- Neale Hurston.
0: Yes, as the venerable Zora Nilhurston.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, tell the audience about, you know, the play and, you know, what they can look forward to seeing, um what they come out and um to uh the Crossroads Theater and check it out. So tell us.
0: It is um a multi sensory experience in Two acts. It's a one-woman show, mm-hmm. and it's about the life of Zora Neale Hurston because Zora Neale Hurston was woefully misunderstood, and I have always been a fan. I was an only child for a long time, and my mm-hmm. mom is an academic, so she would give me Maya Angelou, Zora Norhurston, Hurston, James Baldwin, Nikki Giovanni mm-hmm. um, to read. And mm-hmm. about four years ago. No, maybe five years ago, I went to the California African American Museum here in Los Angeles, and part of the Kinsey exhibit was on display. And if your audience has never heard of Bernard and Shirley Kinsey, they should Google them and look it up because the Kinsey's hold the largest collection of privately owned African American arts and letters. It is an amazing wow collection. And so in a part of that collection was on display. And in that mm-hmm. collection, there were letters from Zora Nehurst there were letters from Langston Hughes. There were letters from Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King and almost, you know, County Cullen. And I just became mesmerized by the letters from Zora Hurston because mm-hmm. there was a side of her demonstrated in those letters that I had never seen before. And I'm a fan. Okay. I had been reading Zora since my mother gave me the material.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: just thought, I have I never knew that she was like this. I never, okay. I never knew. And I was overwhelmed by it. And um, my husband was like, okay, this is a play. You keep talking about it, you won't let it go. This mm-hmm. is a play. This is a play. Okay. And so I started researching.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so came up with this play but in this play you get a chance to see the real Zora who she really was who she couldn't afford to be because for the first part of her uh, literary existence, she had a white patron, Charlotte Osgood Vanderquick Mason, who was also the same patron for Langston Hughes and a lot of other African-American artists at the time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she was restrained. She couldn't be who she really wanted to be because she was accepting money. So these letters Mm
1: -hmm. portray who
0: she really was.
1: Okay, so let's talk about, like, what are some of the things that, like how was she misunderstood, and then give us some like tidbits of how she really was, just to get okay. the audience. Okay,
0: okay. So for example, Zora was pro segregation, oh. and so at the time, and she was also a Republican.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So okay. At the time, people didn't understand that, especially people of color. They were mm-hmm. like, okay, how are you going to be black? or colored and be pro segregation. We right. don't get that. You're, mm-hmm. you're a traitor, you're sell out, you're Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. and she heard that a lot from the black community. But for mm-hmm. Zora Norherson, she grew up in an Eat she grew up in Eatonville, Florida, which was the first black incorporated town, right? Okay. In the country. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for her, Everybody she knew was black. She grew up in this experience where her father was the mayor. I mean, the policemen were black. Everybody was black. Everybody okay. owned property. Everybody okay. was black. So she, okay. didn't, she didn't understand the experience of feeling inferior. Wonderful. She, just didn't, she didn't have it. It wasn't mm-hmm. her frame of reference. So for mm-hmm. Zora Neale she didn't need to sit next to a white person to feel better about herself, and she didn't understand why anybody else would want to either.
1: <laughs> okay. So wow. For example,
0: that okay. was that was expressed in her letters, like she mm-hmm. didn't she didn't get it and and to her detriment, she wasn't able to fully express that because it probably would have been a lot easier for her, you know, among mm-hmm. her own people if she could have. Right. You know, but she she just she was never able to, but for example, that's a part of her that that you learn. Like mm-hmm. she really had an issue she she had an issue with that, and she thought that black people did so much better in segregated
1: <laughs> environment. Wow. And
0: she she didn't want to sit next to white people. She had no desire to at all.
1: Okay. Wow. So I'm just curious with the uh, white patron. Now, I guess you said because she was accepting money, I guess it limited the work that she was able to produce. Oh, it
0: was, it put a stranglehold on her.
1: Okay. So
0: she couldn't produce any work without the white woman's permission, period.
1: Mm, mm. She couldn't
0: publish anything, mm-hmm. everything that she researched, she mm-hmm. had to turn over
1: to Miss Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Is there a particular favorite um, novel that you have by Zora Neale Hurston that just really speaks to you?
0: Um, I think two. Mm-hmm. Their eyes were watching God, of course.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think
0: that's the one that she's most famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moses, Man of the Mountain. Okay. Those are my two my two favorite.
1: Okay. Now, how did you get Janessa Bell Calloway to um to become nurse nor uh, Zora in this particular uh play?
0: Uh, that's a very interesting story. So a few mm-hmm. years ago. Because um, even though I'm a professor, I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. I'm very shy. People find that hard to believe. A I very am. you're so <laughs>
1: articulate and warm. I, I'm like <laughs> I, that's hard that's, a, that's difficult to
0: believe, yes. But it's true. Okay. And so, um, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority and some of my sorority sisters.
1: Well uh, excuse me, can I just can I just break in? I am too.
0: Yay, hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: okay, so some of our sorors uh-huh. okay. uh, encouraged me to be uh, more outspoken. They mm-hmm. said, okay, you need to really work on this shyness because you're an author and we're going to help you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I chaired a Founders Day event
1: okay. for Alpha mm-hmm. Kappa
0: Alpha with another soror. Mm-hmm. I was a co-chair. And they mm-hmm. said, okay, we need a guest speaker. And I didn't want to do it because I don't like talking to people too much because I'm shy. And mm-hmm. I lost the coin toss.
1: Wow. And because
0: I lost the coin toss, I mm-hmm. had to call Vanessa Bell Calloway.
1: Wow, okay. And it just
0: so happened that Vanessa Bell Calloway is also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, mm-hmm. And she had my first novel on her bookstand that she had not read, but she was getting ready to.
1: Real? Wow, what a coincidence.
0: I know it, girl. That was, it was God. It was just uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. And so we 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 talked. She came and you know just gave an amazing speech at Founder's mm-hmm. Day, mm-hmm. and it was during my interactions with her. I thought, you know what, she's Zora. She wow. could do this. Wow. She could do this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, all I can do is ask her. And so mm-hmm. I asked her, and it was a year in advance. And she was like, "Girl, I don't know what I'm doing a year from now. You, I can't, you know." I can't right. commit anything like that. And then right. she read my novel the next week, and she called mm-hmm. me back, and she said, okay, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, the novel, was it Bliss? Is that the novel she read? Yes, that was the first one the that I wrote. The first novel. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And what kind of reviews did that first novel get?
0: Oh, it, was, it received... Um, just excellent reviews mm-hmm. and your readers can certainly uh Google it and and take a read. It's a lot of drama in that book, literary mm-hmm. fiction or dramatic mm-hmm. literature and she loved it and she thought, mm-hmm. Okay, that's it.
1: I'm in. Great. Great. So now when did this um when did the letters from Zora premiere? I think in California, Pasadena Playhouse or at No, USC? it
0: actually premiered I wanna say three years ago. Okay. As part of the Visions and Voices Arts and Humanities Initiative at the University of Southern California okay. in Bovard Auditorium, which holds 1,200 people.
1: Mm-hmm. And they had
0: never seen anything like that at all, Leslie. They had never seen it. Oh. Because that night, not only did we sell out Bovard Auditorium, but there were 350 mm-hmm. something people on the waiting list.
1: Nice.
0: Oh, I mean, you know, our people were dressed up in furs. I mean, they were outside lined up. It was oh. it was by far one of the most beautiful sights I have ever
1: seen. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh my gosh And I,
0: it was a thunderous standing ovation and mm-hmm. she was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wow. A mesmerizing performance. And we went from there
1: mm-hmm. the
0: following summer to the Pasadena Playhouse where we sold out every show. Okay. And then we were back by popular demand the following summer. Mm-hmm. And then now we're at uh, Crossroads.
1: Crossroads. Now, I'm just curious. Do you think this could be something that could go even further, maybe into New York, into possibly Broadway? or
0: Yes, do you, I
1: do. You do? Yes, okay. I do. Matter okay. of fact, I know.
0: I know okay. because I I will always be an educator, and mm-hmm. I think all of us have our gifts. And one of mine, I think my main reason for being here is because I can teach something in a way for people to understand it mm-hmm. and look at it from a perspective that they never mm-hmm. have before, and mm-hmm. especially my own people. I am very passionate about that.
1: Okay, I am That's passionate
0: right. about us embracing and knowing and inhaling our own history.
1: Mm-hmm. very passionate
0: yeah. about it. Um, and until I die, that will always be a part of my own personal mission in
1: life and what do you feel now what what fuels your passion with um African Americans knowing their history what What do you feel that brings to us as a people?
0: Well, because I don't think that we can reach our fullest potential
1: mm-hmm. unless
0: we know where we come from, and because I do teach at the undergraduate level I teach undergraduates and I also teach graduate students but okay. when I teach undergraduates and, and students of color they have no idea mm-hmm. where they come from I mm-hmm. mean they really don't know they mm-hmm. don't know who Zora Hurston was they have no idea who Langston Hughes was they just mm-hmm. don't know right. and because they don't know their history it has not been able to inform their sensibilities
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because it, it hasn't been able to inform their sensibilities they are walking around blind, and it okay. just hurts me. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have to do—I have to be a part. There are a lot of us that are a part of that are a part of trying to correct this, and right. And I, I have to, I have to. Yeah,
1: I. You know, it's 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 odd because, you know, in 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 um, in our country, as far as you know, the educational system—you just—it's so limited, and finite. Our portion of history and you know i just feel like we're we have so much to offer we've done so much for this country but it's limited if you don't go outside of that to try to gain your own knowledge you'll, you'll never really know can no, you, uh, Am I correct in that assessment? No, I think you
0: are correct because nobody mm-hmm. is breaking their neck to teach it to you. Yes. You know, nobody in mm-hmm. the public school system are breaking their necks to say, hey, this isn't necessarily African-American history. This is American history.
1: Exactly. Nobody exactly. is
0: doing that. So, for example, my youngest son's name is Langston. And okay. I can't tell you how many people of color say, oh,
1: is that a family name? Really? <laughs> They don't. <laughs> no. Well that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is.
0: It is. <laughs> and it hurts my feelings because they don't know. And so mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, I have to be a part of the solution mm-hmm. and not the
1: problem. Great. Great. I mean I I wish you the best of success. I know that let's see, this play is running um in October, from October 9th to the twenty sixth.
0: Yes, Is that and correct? To the 20, yes, and so please okay. go and support Vanessa okay. because she she needs it and Zora Newhurston certainly
1: deserves it. Okay, and they can get uh tickets at Crossroads Theater um dot com or com- yeah. oh, Okay. Yes. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Yes. Okay, so it's Crossroad dot org. I looked up the website.
0: Yes, and you thank go, you. And
1: you can get <laughs> yes, and um Family, you can go get tickets there to um, support Vanessa Bell Calloway and see that her experience is much broader than being the princess on Coming to America. Oh my gosh,
0: she hates that. Never mention that to her. Never ever. <laughs> never ever.
1: <laughs> never
0: ever. So never mention that. <laughs>
1: Cause you know what? You know I hate when, but comes online is sitting there with her looking fabulous, barking like a dog. <laughs> God, oh never say that, never ever, ever.
0: <laughs> never ever say that. No, say you know what's love got to do with it? Biker boys, let her door. but never say that I remember you barking like a dog. Never <laughs> Oh God!
1: Oh my goodness! So. So to get that frame of reference totally out of your mind, we must support Vanessa Bell Calloway at this play, Letters from Zora, in her own words. Yes. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yes, I hate to say, but you know sometimes some things you do in life, it just you can never run away from. I know, I know. But you said that, Leslie. I didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. right. Okay. So you're also a um, author. So yes. I know you. Bliss was the first novel. Okay, and then I think 2006 came. Chasing Sophia. Yes. Okay, and I heard that that's been like a book club staple. I read that. It's
0: oh yeah. Thank been a you. Phenomenal yeah.
1: success. Yeah. Okay. Thank so, you so much. So now tell us what's happening with Chasing Sophia. What's What's the Chasing overall?
0: Sophia. Chasing Sophia is a novel about uh, mental illness in the black community. It's about how this woman loses her mind
1: and mm-hmm. her fight
0: to gain it back. And it's about, mm-hmm. because I, I, I that's such a stigma in the black community. We would rather say our uncle is a crackhead or somebody is in jail before we admit that somebody has mental problems.
1: You and know so, what? <laughs> you are, Gabrielle, that yes. is, it's in my family. And you are so correct about that. Mm-hmm. We, sh-
0: we shame. As yeah. my grandmother would say, we shame. Yes. Of it. We just yes. shame. Yes. And so I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to. this is something else that I felt like I needed to educate people about. And it's some drama. It's dramatic literature. So it's some drama mm-hmm. in there. But I, there was a tragedy, and I mm-hmm. wanted to um, investigate and portray what it would be like for different people in a family and how they experienced a tragedy and then what happens when somebody is mentally ill but nobody wants to say the word mentally right. ill Mm-hmm. and so it's it's really about that
1: okay that i mean another another topic that it's gripping and i'm sure our readers could and listeners could get something out of that so that's wonderful because this is all a part of that three book deal that you have with random house
0: yeah, yes, girl. I still haven't written the last book. I'm I'm working. They are not too happy with me. None too happy with
1: me. But you know,
0: I have three children and I work and I'm whoo, I'm doing the best I can. I'm drinking right now, talking to you. I'm doing the best
1: I can. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're. you're and I tell you, considering all this that you have going on, I mean, I you have a full day and you I, you have to be organized to be able to accomplish all these things for sure.
0: I am not. I'm so unorganized. <laughs> it's so awful. It's like one of my just character flaws. I'm so unorganized, but oh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, and you know, I have a new play premiering in March. Okay. Of Tell 2015.
1: Mm-hmm. Calling.
0: You ready for the title? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I worked on it. Dreaming okay. of Harlem under a high southern sky.
1: Very nice.
0: Thank you. Very
1: Thank you. nice. Now, now, what is this play about? And
0: this play is about the great migration of oh. African Americans that took okay. place, right, from yeah. 1916 to 1970, where over mm-hmm. 6 million African American people left the South and migrated to mm-hmm. the West, migrated to the North, migrated mm-hmm. to the East.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: about the lives of three sisters. Right, and it takes place in 1983 in Harlem. So, okay, I get in all of that—the whole color complex, paper bag, the right,
1: whole, all of it. Right, so I have to, I have to tell it. I have to tell it. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's part of, it's part of who we are. Right. So it, it's a good thing that you're putting it out there and, you know, right. get some get some dialogue about it, you know, maybe open up people's consciousness that maybe yes. you can get beyond this. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, right. so are you going to focus mo- mainly on the migration from, because if you're talking about Harlem, Harlemites, most of them have come from Georgia, North Carolina. Are you focusing mm-hmm. on that or are you going to well, take it broader?
0: It's broader. Because oh, okay. the main focus is the Great Migration but you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: if if your readers read um any of my work, like any of my uh novels, they'll understand that I have an issue with pacing, meaning I you will not be able to walk away. If you start reading my novels
1: mm-hmm. you'll
0: be up till three o'clock in the morning
1: and now, you finish it.
0: Well, I, I th- promise
1: you. Well, let me tell you, I read. I went to your website and I started reading, and I was like, "Oh my god, I got to get these books!" It was just the little tidbits they had, and they were really gripping, um, Gabrielle. Thank you, very because gripping. I
0: don't, I don't like to be bored, mm-hmm. and I certainly wouldn't want my readers to be bored either. And because I teach writing, I teach my students don't bore anybody.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> so,
0: so, um, I'm, 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 I'm just very committed to. Um, people getting into it and not Mm -hmm. being able to come out until I let them out. Great. You know, they're completely immersed in the material. I really work hard to do that. So if you go see Letters from Zora, it is a 90-minute show. And I promise you, there will Mm -hmm. not be one minute where you are bored or your mind wanders. I promise Okay.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay and then and then the new play that's premiering in 2015 are you going to premiere it out in um at USC again or Yes. 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 Okay. It's,
0: it's like that's a good, you know, testing place okay. for me because when okay. I premiered Letters from Zora from there, it was an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to I, you know I, as a novelist People have emailed me and written me letters, and they have expressed how they were affected by my work, and that is Mm -hmm. great. Any writer appreciates that. We all appreciate that.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: the play, me sitting in the audience, it was the first time I was able to look and hear and feel how people reacted while it was happening.
1: Oh, Okay. I mean I couldn't
0: I can't even describe what that feeling was like for me. It was like a drug. And if if I had ever done crack, I would mm-hmm. imagine it would be something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that means you are going to be a, you're going to always write plays. This is a, yes, this is going to stop it too. Okay, yes because it wonderful. was such a high. They laughed where I needed them
0: to laugh.
1: Mm-hmm. They get,
0: they became angry and you know our people we talk back.
1: Right. <laughs> you know. We talk
0: back, we get upset they did yes. that way. Wanted uh-huh. them to do it. They cried when I needed them oh. to cry and oh. I just
1: I I just love that. I just loved mm-hmm. it. Mhm. wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm you know, I I'm, I'm dying to go see it now cuz I I go to plays quite a bit. So I'm like, okay, I definitely have to go check this out before the um before it ends. Definitely. And like I You're said, happy. I just I just hope you you know you can you you can make that Broadway stage with it. That would be fabulous.
0: Yeah, we are we are working toward it, and I'd really love to see it go around the country because mm-hmm. I, when people leave opening night at Crossroads, I had so many people come and tell me that they were going to go and buy some of Zora Nor Hurston's books because they had no idea. Like for example,
1: right.
0: she was accused of child molestation, uh, mm-hmm. accused of sodomizing. Like three really? boys. Really? Oh yeah, she was, and it 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 defined it. Def, it was one of the events in her life that defined her. She didn't do it. She wasn't even in the country when these events took place. Oh. Uh, you know, and they changed the 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 prosecuting attorney and the society that you know brought the charges against her. They mm-hmm. changed the date of the event to correlate when she was in the country. I mean, it was a oh mess.
1: wow.
0: You know, so there are a lot of things in this play that just inform her sensibilities as a black woman, as a mm-hmm. writer.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, as
0: a woman who just really didn't give a damn what other people thought about her. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, soldiered, that's per- soldiered forward anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty empowering, right? When you don't. Give, it really was. You really don't give a damn about what people think about. And you know,
0: it. not to mention that all the the male. Writers at the time, not all, but mm-hmm. the prominent ones Elaine mm-hmm. Locke, Richard Wright,
1: mm-hmm. Ralph
0: Ellison—they mm-hmm. all vilified her. They vilified mm-hmm. her in public. They vilified her work. You know, Zora. Oh, Narson I never knew was, that. Oh, they guys in the play.
1: It okay. is in
0: the play and people okay. didn't know that. You know, okay. she was the first woman to write about a woman having an orgasm in a book. She had to write mm-hmm. about it me- metaphorically, of course.
1: Right. Mhm. But
0: they had a problem with that. How dare you do that?
1: Who wow. do you think you are? Wow. Wow. And so,
0: she really was ahead of her time.
1: Wow. And, oh, that's something else. How did she
0: pass? Can you can you tell us that? She had a stroke.
1: She did, okay. Mhm. She okay. had a
0: stroke and so she okay. died a little time after after she after she suffered a stroke. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. okay. I'm just, I just wondered how what actually happened and and I I was told that she's got had a lot of husbands too, so she was a very busy lady.
0: girl, she had husbands <laughs> and she had her succession of young boyfriends, because, you know oh. she liked it like that.
1: <laughs> she was cougaring before, <laughs> before and, cougaring and that's in the play too. Huh?
0: Oh yeah, she was cougaring before the word cougar. Way she was the original cougar. And I'm talking about Zordner Hurston when she finally made got herself into high school. Mm -hmm. She was 26 years old, but she told those people she was 16.
1: Wow. And
0: so she she carried that with her. So there were men who thought that she was actually 20 years, 15-20 years younger than what she actually was. And she just rode that all the way to the bank.
1: Wow. And but the thing about it was being able to get away with it, actually looking the part, you know. You can say. She it, did. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty She amazing.
0: did and they believed her. That's that's pretty
1: amazing. Uh, okay, now I have somewhere here too, Gabrielle. I just wanted to mention that you're working on another book, um, "Season for the Hummingbirds." Is that yes, the "Season for Hummingbirds." That's the, my mm-hmm. third book. Yes. Okay. Is it completed? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I'm
0: working. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working okay. on that. Um,
1: okay.
0: Uh, you know, putting the finishing touches on the new play. You know, I have mm-hmm. a a son who's in his freshman year of college, a daughter who's sixteen,
1: okay. and my little
0: one who's eight. So
1: wow, you have a a, a gamut of age oh, ranges.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's a lot of juggling in my life. So. Uh-huh. I am working on it.
1: Okay, okay. Is there a partner there to help you, husband?
0: Yeah, but he, you know, you know how to
1: Enough, enough
0: said there. Okay, I just thought <laughs>
1: I'd ask. Sounds like you need a little help. Okay. Say, say that for off the air. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, you are you are hysterical well because you are such you're so hysterical you have such a a lovely personality um you know we have to try to do this interview with you um in new york we're either we're skyping or i don't know if you're going to come back to new york anytime soon Mm -hmm. where we can get you in a studio are you going to be on the east coast anytime in the near future
0: you know what? I would love to come back. I was gonna to try to come back for a closing weekend of Zora but I will be unable mm-hmm. to so if I cannot come back we can mm-hmm. certainly um you know, we can certainly do it on Skype.
1: Okay. But I would okay. love to come
0: back. I you know this when I when I came to see the opening weekend of Crossroads
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went
0: to New York and it was actually my first time in New York if you can believe that. I was born yeah. in the sixties. Okay. And it was my <laughs> My first time in New York, so I was a Big Apple virgin, and so I just had a great time. The little one day, I went to the Schomburg, and yeah. you know, I went to Harlem, and I had to whip out my little notebook in my purse and take all kinds of notes. Was, oh. So I would love to come back, but if I can't come back, you know, in the next month, we can mm-hmm. certainly do it on
1: Skype. Okay. Okay, great. Yes, because, you know, I mean, this this city is just got so much to offer and so much energy. Are you a, are you a native of the West Coast of California or I'm actually from Dallas, Texas. Oh, you're from Texas. Okay. Mhm. From Texas
0: okay. and both sides of my family are from Louisiana.
1: Oh, okay. All right then. So, mm-hmm. and you all you just as an adult you migrated to California. Yeah,
0: my my grandparents mhm on both okay. sides migrated from uh Shreveport and New Orleans
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: to to Texas and then from Texas to the West Coast and mm-hmm. so I think well most of us uh most African Americans of course mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. ancestry, we are a part of the great migration. Right. We are all we are all a part of it because if you consider that um in 1900, nine out of every ten black people lived in the South. I want everybody to imagine this. Okay. In the early 1900s, nine out of ten black people lived in the South, and mm-hmm. three out of four of those mm-hmm. people lived on the farm. By 1970, the South was home to less than half of all black folks. Mm. That's how many of us migrated.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, it's no different than, say, the migration with the, with the Irish potato famine. I mean, right. it's just
1: mm-hmm. humongous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Looking for more opportunity, right?
0: Well, looking not just looking for more opportunity, but escaping the persecution. Yeah. You know, escaping the lynching, trying mm. to escape Jim Crow.
1: hmm <laughs> Segregation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, rape, murder. Yeah. Just.
0: All of that. I mean, they yeah. were shipping black men out in, in uh, caskets.
1: I know. Isn't it and sometimes? the
0: research is just.
1: It's mind-boggling, right, what we survived really as a people. It
0: really it It's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But yet we are such a resilient people.
1: Mm-hmm. We Most are definitely. so resilient.
0: We can do anything. And we have. Mm-hmm. We have done and we are still here. After yeah. all of that. I know. We are still here. We are still, still holding our own.
1: Yes. And and not only that, but influencing culture.
0: Because you That's know we, right. we
1: influence most of the culture. And uh yeah. And and still being very relevant.
0: Yes. I mean we have left an imprint on mm-hmm. this society and we continue
1: to. hmm Definitely. Definitely. Is there anything else you would like to uh you know, to say in closing, it's been such a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. It's been mm-hmm. a pleasure
0: just mm-hmm. for everybody to really go and support Vanessa Bell Calvary and Letters from Zora. I mean, she gives she gives everything uh, to that performance. She leaves all out there, her whole soul. Wonderful.
1: And it's,
0: it's 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 definitely worth it. I promise mm-hmm. you. I wouldn't lie to you.
1: Okay, <laughs> can you give us a range of tickets? Is that is that do you know? Or yeah, I think it's okay. It's,
0: it's like, it's like up to $35, I okay, think. Okay, that's very so reasonable. It's, yeah, it's very reasonable. That's
1: very and reasonable. A, a lot of time
0: will be had, by all.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times people feel like going to the theater is out of the budget. But $35 right. to go see a wonderful play is is nothing compared to what you would uh, charge or have to pay when you go into New York.
0: Certainly, certainly not. And yeah. you, your life will be changed when you leave.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just been such a pleasure, um, Gabrielle Denise Pena. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um I just wanna wish you all the success and um we'll definitely continue to be in touch with you and you know, talk with you about your oncoming projects and um my name again is Shelley Gaines with the Gist of Freedom. Leslie Leslie Just is a producer and I okay. just wanna wish everyone a wonderful evening and Thank you again, and don't forget to go see Vanessa Bell Calloway in Letters from Zora, in her own words, at the Crossroads Theater in New Brunswick, New Jersey.
0: Oh, thank you oh, so much, Shelly. Okay. Shelly, 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, Shelly,
1: Shelly. You are, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, take care now. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. This is your edition of Business of Freedom. Thank you.